You're listening to Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Wake up, sleepyheads. It's party time! Yeah, this is the old nooster coming at you right here on this fine, fine Rocktober morning. It's the sweeping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and I'm going to do it to you right here, right now. Whoa! Just moved in my new house today. But I got squared away Bell started ringing and changed right loud I knew I'd moved in a haunted house Still I made up in my mind to stay Nothing was gonna drive me away When I seen something that give me the creep one big eye and a two big feet. I stood around. You wanted the best and you got it. I was in the land. That's right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best, and you got it. I'm Matt Porter, and we are live in the Kiss Room. It's October, always a great time to be a Kiss fan. Of course, a lot of you are getting ready for Halloween. A lot of you are packing for the Kiss Cruise. A lot of you got to see Ace Fraley on tour recently. It's been a fun time. Of course, today we'll be talking Kiss, we'll be playing some tunes, and we'll be saluting all of the things that go bump and grind in the night. And right now, Kiss is in Australia. Plus, today marks the release of Monster, so let's go down under, down below, here in the Kiss Room, on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. I saw her standing there across the room, a glass of wine and some sweet perfume. Next thing I knew, she was standing right next to me.
Okay, wake up, sleepyheads. It's party time. Because it's the Halloween season, I have a special treat for you. What I'm going to play is the last record of the Sammy Kerr legacy. They tried to ban him, but they couldn't stop him. He's in here. It's an acetate, a studio demo, the only copy in the world. Here's our salute to the late, great Sammy Kerr. These tidings, great Lucifer. I am back to slay my enemies and aid my friends, and to always be obedient to the devil's music. Whoa, what's going on? It's me again. It's me again, man. Sammy Kerr. The song remains the same. Us against them. Wow, Sammy Kerr. Welcome to the Kiss Room. I love the Kiss Room, especially since Nuke's show on WZLP got canceled. There's nothing to listen to. That's cool that you listen. So, what's going on in hell these days? All the usual. Fire, brimstone, that kind of stuff. The real question, man, is what's going on up there? I see Rock's chosen warriors battling amongst themselves. D-trashing Kiss, Paul calling Twisted Sister buffoons, multiple versions of Rat, fighting over the name, bass players wanting to hit guitar players with lead pipes. What's going on? Airheads and brain deads are everywhere. Rock's chosen warriors are supposed to rule the apocalypse. Instead, they're fighting amongst themselves. Acting like a couple of buffoons. It's crazy. Damn right it's crazy. I used to look down at the anthill and smile. Now I look up from hell and I just scratch my head. Remember when I spoke to the Senate Inquiry Committee about rock pornography? Where were all the other rockers to back me up? The only one that said anything was John Cleveland, and then Sylvia Cavill, and the Lake Ridge High PTA canceled my concert at the high school. Wow. I was so upset about having my show at high school canceled. Maybe I should have been more worried about my management. I always thought that it was odd that the only kids in that high school that seemed to dig your music were Eddie and Roger, and they were considered the weird kids. So why were you booked at your high school in the first place? Who the hell knows? Dead rock stars and reunion tours pack them in. I was signed to Waste City Records. Not really the big time, I guess. They were adding all kinds of backward messages to my album so that the pitheads would scratch them. <laughs> Playing them backwards and then have to go out and buy more. <laughs> Sammy, let me ask you a question. Did you ever notice that Nuke looked a lot like Gene Simmons? Eddie had posters of Love Gone and Animal Eyes. Those guys sure did look a lot alike. Man, who can tell for sure? Ever since I short-circuited in that toilet, my brain just hasn't been the same. Well, I gotta go. Sorry to bother you. And please let me wish all of Rock's Chosen Warriors a happy Halloween. Well, thanks for calling Sammy live via this back-masked record. Thanks for contacting us and wishing everybody a happy Halloween. This is Trick or Treat, the last of the Sammy Kerr legacy here in the Kiss Room on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Say you're
right, KISS Army. Let's rock. We're live here in the KISS room on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet. We're going to fade down a little bit of Sammy Kerr fun. That was awfully fun. We're going to kick off what we're going to also call our Halloween episode. And I have some people here in the studio. Obviously, you just heard the debut of the Harem Show with yeah. Bobby Dreyer. So Bob's here. Oh, right. on his mic. Hey. Awesome show. Great, awesome great show. start. Thank you. And here you got Jerry Lee Watkins oh, with yeah. us as well. We're going to talk all about rock and roll over. Yes. But to kick things off on the phone right now, we have Anthony Esposito. Anthony, welcome to the Kiss Room. All right, Anthony. Uh, my, my pleasure to be here. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Fantastic. Now, we know you just got back from Japan with Red Dragon Cartel. So why don't we kick off this in- interview with a little bit of that? How was that? Uh, it, was, it was great. It started off kind of weird. We, did, um, we had Darren, uh, the original singer in the band, came back. And now he just came back and kicked some serious butt. And... Uh, so now he's definitely the singer. And um, he came out, and we did two days of rehearsals in Vegas, because Jake lives in Vegas. And then we did a show at the Rainbow in Los Angeles. They put this outdoor stage up on Sunset. It was like a Labor Day Rainbow anniversary bash thing that we played with. And that was Darren's first gig back. And that went great. And then we went back to Vegas for two more days of rehearsal, because... When you play Japan, there's no opening acts, and um, your set time has to increase, so we had to add some songs to the set. So we went back to Vegas, rehearsed two more days, then we went to San Jose, and when we were getting picked up at the airport in San Jose, the club has this stretch limo Hummer thing uh, that they pick up their artists with, and we were on the highway coming back from the airport, and the thing caught on fire. <laughs> and we were wow. stuck in this, like, thank God. I, I mean, I smelled something burning, and the singer jumped up. <laughs> Darren jumped up and said, pull over now, pull over now. And, and uh, I was in the back seat with the tour manager, Dave, and Dave popped his door open immediately because I couldn't open my door. And we all filed out, and the the, play, the the Hummer stretch filled up with smoke in a matter of seconds, <laughs> and there was like four foot flames coming off the hood of the of the stretch, and then we realized, oh my God, my bass and Jake's two guitars are in the back, and we couldn't open up the hatchback, <laughs> so we jumped into the the limo back seat, pulled the guitars out, and then of we got back about two hundred yards and watched this Hummer just burn to bits. <laughs> wow! And uh, and then, so Jake had stayed back. Jake wasn't in uh, in the car with us. He had stayed in Vegas because uh, he had back problems, so the chiropractor was going to work on him, and he was going to fly out the next day to do the gig. So we had told him that we got the guitars out. So we played kind of a joke on him the next day when he got there. We went to a pawn shop, and we bought um, a white strat, like a squire, and we tweaked it out to look like one of his Charvels, and we burnt it to a crisp. <laughs> and so... My son, who's Jake's guitar tech, had the job of when Jake walked in to go, we know we told you that we saved your guitars, but we just wanted you to come on the plane and do this show, and this is what's left the one guitar that we did pull out. And we gave him this burnt-to-a-crisp white white fender strap. And uh, the club actually has it hanging up in to, to, as a memoriam to the, the burns. Wow. Of the, of the limo. It's hanging in the lobby of the club. But, but it was really weird because a year before, 
there was a bachelorette party like a mile from where we caught fire, and they were in a limo, and the same thing happened. It was an electrical fire, and they couldn't get out, and six yeah. girls died. Oh, burned yeah. it was and bad time. So it was kind of like a weird thing. It was only a mile from where the other ones happened. But um, thank God we all got out. No damages. Everything was fine, but the Hummer is toast. <laughs> wow. Well, then, that, that could we be your new band name, uh, Smokefield Yeah, and then we did the show in San Jose at this amazing club called The Rock Bar. And then we flew to Japan and did two shows in Tokyo and one show in Osaka. And they were, the crowds were insanely amazing. And they were big crowds and the meet and greets were packed and lots of fun. And the, 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 the fans are so great there. And the shows went great. And having Darren singing was just such a great experience and we all get along so great we had such a blast and and then uh after the tokyo shows my son and i flew back to vegas and we grabbed all of jake's uh guitars and amps all his like one-of-a-kind collector's vintage stuff and we put it in a van and we drove it back to the ranch in pennsylvania um so that jake had we didn't want to risk shipping all those stuff so we drove it back, and we're going to start writing the new record um, on my ranch uh, in the studio on the 19th of this month. So we'll start kicking out a new one, you know? You know, and for anybody that's listening that isn't familiar, obviously Red Dragon Cartel, you're talking about Jake E. Lee. I think a lot of people probably know it, but if there's anybody who's just waking up and figuring that out. So how did you yeah, get involved he's only with one, He's only one of the greatest guitar players <laughs> in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I'm so blessed, honored, lucky to to look over to my left on stage and see him doing his thing every night, and and being able to provide the foundation for him to just rip over is just it, it's so amazing. He's so talented, by far the the most talented guitar player I've ever played with in my life. And, of course, we're going to talk about that. One of the reasons why I first wanted to get you on here was that you had toured with Ace Fraley and worked on his album. We're going to talk about that. But first, I mean, how did you get hooked up with Jake E. Lee and that Red Dragon Cartel band? How did you get in there? Well, my son, um, apart from being Jake's guitar tech, is one of Jake's closest friends. And he also worked on the last Red Dragon Cartel record in Las Vegas. He engineered all the guitar parts and him and Jake would stay, stay up till the wee hours of the morning laying guitar tracks down, and they got really close. So when um, Greg Chason from Badlands was in Red Dragon, and he had um, a, a day job and home issues, and, 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 and he wanted to keep a normal life going, so he did a short run with Red Dragon and then told Jake that, you know, he really wanted to stay home with his family. And... Um, so Jake contacted my son and go, hey, will your dad, would your dad be interested in, in, in being in Red Dragon and playing? And I was like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to ask me twice, of course. And what time and where and what songs do you want me to learn? And I'm there. <laughs> and that was, it was that easy. And, and that was like March of this wow. year. And it's been great. We've been touring since. And now we're going to shut the touring down and really focus on having a killer record that I don't think the first Red Dragon record was a good comeback record for Jake. I think it was a good record for a band. Um, I think people wanted Jake to burn a little more and be that guy, like the Badlands era, coming up with those sick guitar riffs and old school 70s kind of rock, riff, riff rock based, bluesy singer, 
kind of vibe, and that's the record that we want to make this time out. We want to get a killer, like, ripping guitar Deep kind of record, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think they really did that on that last record, and I'm happy to be involved in it. I'm going to co-produce it with Jake, so... That's fantastic. That's a, I love that record. In fact, the track that really hooked me in first was the one that has Robin Zander feeder. You know, has Robin yeah. Zander on the vocals. And you we go, do that live every night, and I curse Tom Peterson for it because he <laughs> plays the bass on it. And you know, when you're in the studio and you're tracking bass parts or guitar parts or drum parts for that matter, and you know that you never have to do them live, you sort of take liberties because you know you're never going to have to do them every night. So I get stuck on trying to recreate Tom Peterson's amazing bass track, Nightly, which is just, I'm sure his ears ring every night around 1130. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, you're talking about guitar players you work with, and obviously you're here in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet, and we want to know about the work that you did with Ace Fraley. Oh, I love Ace. I miss Ace. I miss, I miss being around him. He was a buddy. He was a good friend of mine. I was with him for seven years, basically after the reunion tour, mutual friends said, you have to meet Ace, Ace has to meet you, and uh, we met, and we were buds, and um, we put a band together, did a little touring, and then went in and made Anomaly, and uh, I'm very, very proud of that record, and, um, and then after seven years, life changes and situations change in people's lives and uh i was no longer wanted or needed so i was hmm. basically let go so along the way i mean obviously over those seven years you toured you had the anomaly record uh, think yeah. about what were the best parts of it i mean really we'll focus on that first and then i mean you know yeah that the, the story like like i would hang out with ace and we would like i'd go up to his house when he was living in austin and um We'd go up and we would just hang out and we'd go through, like, he had all these digital recorders of stuff, ideas that he had when he was doing the reunion tour and the Psycho Circus tour and, like, stuff that he was noodling in hotel rooms and stuff. And we went through and we picked out the good riffs and um, he wanted me to co-write and I told him, I'm like, Ace, your fans don't want to hear what I have to say. They want to hear what you have to say. And they want to know where your head's at at the moment, and they don't really care about what I or what where I'm at. And I'll be happy to be your brain and organize all your thoughts and make them flow. And so we have a hit list, and because Ace is not the most organized guy in the world, <laughs> and <laughs> so I figured I'd, I'd help him do that, the logistics of it but I felt like all the creativity should be his because that's what the fans wanted. Cause he hadn't made a solo album in 20 years, right. you know? And, and I was like, this is your comeback album. What do you have to say? What do you want to do? What, you know, it's like, uh, you know, don't, uh, they, they don't want me to co-write, you know, they, they want to hear your heart and your brain and your, your soul where you're at and um, what you're going through. And that came across with like, you know, some of those songs like spaces and, and, you know, like they're 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 it's straight up ace except for that cover. I I didn't want him to do a cover. I think he's such a great writer. I think it's silly he puts a cover song on every album when he's got so much material. I'd much rather hear another ace song on it than another 
cover tune like Fox on the Run or Duo or whatever. I mean, he does great covers, but I I think he's such a prolific writer. It's kind of like I'd rather throw one more of his ideas on there than like the Joker or something like that, right. you know. But Agreed. but um, yeah, but he um, my favorite memories were like uh, us getting into a Mercedes Benz that was up on four blocks in his <laughs> front yard and Jeanette sort of parked it like I would say very closely adjacent to a tree in the front yard <laughs> and we would start it up and we were going to get sushi at the local supermarket in Osning and uh and there was like a dead raccoon family in the engine and he put <laughs> the heat on and the car was just stinky and like our I mean there was some like us riding Harleys down to the Borgata in Atlantic City to see uh, Velvet Revolver play and us pulling off at a truck stop and in line at the Burger King and the guy, the, the guy and the girl in front of him in line at Burger King had Kiss t-shirts on and didn't even realize that they were standing next to the <laughs> You know, like stuff Tommy like Thera that. Fan. Like going to a Yankee game... <laughs> Riding a Harley's to a Yankee game and sitting there while they're playing back in the New York Groove and we're watching the game. You know, like, <laughs> like those are the moments I remember. You know, like those, I mean, you gotta remember, like my, I don't know, you gotta remember, but I, my first show I ever saw was Kiss on the Dynasty Tour in 1978 at the Garden and I had the last seat in the last row. Been there. And, <laughs> yeah. And back then I you used to shoot slides. You know, you'd load the camera with film and shoot slides. And um I I one day I we were working on writing anomaly and I scanned in the slides and Ace I was so far back that Ace was like three quarters of an inch high <laughs> in the frame of the and I was like Look, you know, I went to you were the first, like, that was my only Duke fan moment I had with him in seven years. I was like, this is the first show I ever went to, and it was you. And he's like, oh, Poppy, I, I had no idea you were a Kiss fan. I'm like, hey, everybody my age was a Kiss fan. Like, <laughs> like everyone. Given. Like, you know, like, so it was, it was kind of like my moment to geek out with him, and I did that once. This time he knew. I respected him. I knew where he was from. And I thanked him for it. And then I was his employee for the other seven years to go, you know? You know, when you think about it, there's some really standout tracks on that Anomaly album. Which ones did you prefer the most? And maybe which ones did you have the most input into? Or Pain in the Neck was one of my favorites. My favorite track on the album. Um, it used to be called Hard for Me. And it was, oh, no, sorry. Foxy and Free is another one that I love. And Foxy and Free was originally called Hard For Me. And the chorus was, you make it hard for me. You make it so hard, I can't see. And it was like, it was such this great double entendre. And um, I love that song. And then there was a period in the record where I kind of got pushed out. And he went to L.A. and did the cover song. And he mixed it in L.A. I had him set up where um, Thompson and Barbero, the, the team that did all the Tesla records and Appetite for Destruction, I had those guys mixing the album, and a new manager took over Ace's career and took him out west, and that's when he cut Fox on the Run, and some other guy ended up mixing the album. And that's when the lyrics mysteriously changed mm -hmm. to that song. And then also, the song that was called Space Bear, I 
thought was a really stupid name for an insanely nasty guitar lick. Yeah. And it used to be called Skells because Ace had a friend called Mike the Hat who worked on, he was an EMT. And when he would uh, get a call to go, uh, like a heroin addict that had died on the street, they were all withered up and everything, and they were called Skells. So we called that lick Skells, and I got the record, and it was called Space Bear. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you're going to take probably one of the nastiest riffs you wrote since Parasite, and you're going to name it after a stuffed animal? <laughs> like, like there was just, you know, like, uh, Foxy and Free, Space or Bear. Hard for Me, as I like to call it, um, Pain in the Neck, um, Skells, and Sisters, another killer tune and um i mean i like the heavier stuff i like when ace rocks out you know like i i always preferred the parasites and you know the the the, the nasty ace wicks that we all were we grew up on you know and those were the ones that when we were putting the record together and i was like we need more of these we need more of these <laughs> you know right um basically it was him and me going through all the songs then when the songs were ready kind of in arrangement form we called Anton Figgin and he came up to Ace's house and we jammed a couple of days on the songs with Anton putting his drum tracks together and I think the only one that there's two songs Anton's not on Sister with Scott Coogan and the cover song was out in LA with a bunch of LA session guys which I don't even know who's on the cover song and then um after we worked it out with Anton, then we called in Jay Messina, who did, like, he's a monster engineer, did all the Jack Douglas records, the Cheap Trick one, the Aerosmith, early yeah. Aerosmith records. He came into my studio on 27th Street at the time, which was Schoolhouse, and Jay engineered, and it was just me, Anton, and Ace, and we tracked the whole record like that. It was just the three of us and Jay, and it was killer. And I, I thought it was... Sick, and I was very happy and very happy with that record, very proud of it, and it was all good. Yeah, it's great stuff. And then you toured, obviously, behind that album. I saw that show in Allentown. Um, yeah. Very Which close to the, the stage. New Year's Eve show? You know what? It, was, I, I, it wasn't New Year's Eve, but I'll tell you what, I can't remember the date. I'm thinking of it in my head. I was going to say that to you, but I can't remember for the life of me when it was. A couple years ago. And uh, very close to the stage. And it looked like you obviously were having a lot of fun out on tour. I mean, there's got to be some good tour stories with Ace. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what it is? It's like touring is great. Um, I was doing a lot of stuff with Ace. I was tour managing, stage managing, handling the merch. I was settling the shows. I, I was pretty much doing everything and playing bass. And... Um, so touring for me was work 22 hours a day and then two hours on stage, I got to have fun. And the best moments ever for me were, I mean, when he goes into the solo in Love Gun or that lick at the end of Love Gun, like, I still get chills, you know? <laughs> it's a great lead. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just, he's, you know, he's part of an American legend you know like he's just he's ace you know you know it's just there are moments where like i looked at him as like ace my friend and then there's moments on stage where i'm like where he'll do a move or i'll do the cold gin rocking back <laughs> back and forth thing with him and i'm like holy shit it's fuck 
Sorry, oh. I curse. I have to uh, yell holy, at myself now. Holy, it's Ace Freely. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, and then then he'd go back to just being Ace again. But you know, like, it, it, to me, the touring thing is like it, it's a lot of work. I it was a lot of work for me. You know, I you know I had to worry about other towels on stage. Or, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I had to worry about everything: guest lists, laminates. Like it was it was just everything from counting T-shirts to settling the guarantee with the promoter, you know, you know, it, 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 it was a lot of work, but I enjoyed it. And, um, I was honored that Ace trusted me enough to wear all those hats. And, um, you know, it, 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 it's, I mean, uh, probably one of the best moments we were in Germany. I think it was Berlin. And the next gig was in Amsterdam and Ace came to me the night before and goes, Poppy, tomorrow, you're going with me. I'm like, all right, because we had a double-decker tour bus, and um, Ace rented a top-of-the-line Mercedes in Germany, and he wanted to drive 200 miles an hour on the Reeperbahn <laughs> <laughs> to go to Amsterdam. So I'm in the passenger seat with Ace. The GPS is barking at us in German, and we get lost, and he's going like 250 miles an hour. <laughs> so, I mean, there's moments like that, that, you know. I mean, I'm sure the more I talk about it, the more they'll pop up. But, you know, I, I, I love my time at Ace. I love being part of that, that whole situation. And I think that the time that I was there, I did, I did kiss fans proud, you know. Um, we had walk-on music. We had flight suits. We had backdrops. We had mirror blue plexi back lines and dummy heads. And I always told Ace, I'm like, Ace, you know, you're in KISS. That warrants and gives you and privileges you a status that you can do this, but it also gives you a, a requirement that you have to give fans more than just, you know, a band going up on rented gear and playing your old songs. Like, yeah. they expect more because Kiss was legendary at a show that you need to put on a show. You can't go out like a bowling alley bar band and just rip through the set, you know? Like, there, there's... People are paying hard-earned money to come see you, and they want to experience what you can give them, you know? And uh, I think when I was there, that definitely came through, you know? You know, did you ever, as a fan first, but did you ever look over when he jumps into something like Love Gun? Like, we just saw Psalm last week. They were down here in Havana in New Hope, and we're going to talk about Havana later because Jerry's band's playing there, too. But when they cool. go into Love Gun, and the, now Havana, obviously, is not a huge place. I mean, it was maybe a tiny three or 400 people tops. But when he hits Love Gun, the place erupts and it's like 40 something year old guys screaming <laughs> that song and it's such a i think a touchstone among kiss fans that when he launches into that you can't help but kind of go crazy and what was that like you're up on stage with that thank you that was my idea and that's why <laughs> that and that's why i got scott coogan in the band wow because scott coogan was in a band called violet's demise with oni who sang in lynch mob after George fired Omi, he had a band with Rowan from Dio called Violet's Demise. He made an amazing record, and Coogan was the drummer on it. And Coogan is a phenomenal singer. 
he does a Led Zeppelin cover band where he sings and plays drums for three hours of Led Zeppelin Dude, stuff. And tough. he does plant and bottom. So I told oh. Ace, I told Ace, we need this guy so we could do the songs that Paul sings. And the first song I want to add is Love Gun. Hmm. Your solo is amazing. And then that, that was the whole, that was my idea. And, and they still do it. They, they kept it in the set. And it was like, I, you know, like I had a lot of ideas like adding the ending of Black Diamond to the end of Cold Gin at the end right. of set, like bringing that back, segueing, um, what was it, I Want You out of Snowblind. Like, those are all my ideas, you know? Like, like but that was part of me, why Ace liked me around, because I had ideas like that, you know? And uh, I was like, dude, Torpedo Girl's a great, song but i'd rather i know you didn't write it but i'd rather hear you play strutter that's my favorite torpedo song, girl, torpedo girl. <laughs> you know, if well, you know paying, and that if that I'm old paying 50 bucks for uh, a ticket and i'm gonna go there and buy a shirt for 25 <laughs> i don't want to hear shots full of rock i want right. to hear you know like i want to hear the songs that i grew up on i told him basically kiss alive two and earlier right mm. Well, that's and you nailed it. I'll tell you that Scott Coogan, he can sing those parts, and it's an impressive you know, thing when they go back and do those Kiss songs, and especially like we're talking, we were in this club, and it's small, and you go, you almost can't imagine that you're in a club of that size. People are looking at the pictures, going, "Are you in like a garage?" And we we're like, "Hell yeah!" It was like winning a contest or something. I mean, it was really <laughs> but then, cool. But then when when Coogan quit, we replaced Coogan with Matt Starr, who could sing the same, just as good. And like my 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 whole, I used to love doing "Lover All I Can" because mm. that's like a dual lead uh, vocal with Coogan, and then I did it with Matt, and then we um we did uh what was what's the fucking she, oh, sorry I cursed again she walks by moonlight and there would be another dual lead vocal that I sang with Matt um I can't think of the name of the song right now I'm drawing a blank sorry um. But oh, she she, she he added she, she to the set, which is another nasty lick. Which is like, uh, it's just, uh, just uh, you're bringing me back. I'm pissed. I'm not in the band <laughs> anymore. But what are you going to do? <laughs> well, you know what? It's, it's funny, and we can go back around to that. But talking about not being in a band anymore, obviously, we talked a little bit about this online when we were talking about setting this up. That your former bandmate George Lynch recently said on Eddie Trunk that you were threatening to bust in his skull with a pipe and kill him, and he referred to you as a loose cannon. <laughs> so... Okay, I, I did that. I did say those exact words. Don, but it's not. But I listened to the Trunk interview, and it was like Stephen Adler and John Five jumping on George's side and going, you know, like totally going at me and I wasn't there to defend myself. It wasn't about the money. We, although the, the money thing is screwed up and George has been screwing me for 25 years that way, but that would take another whole interview to get involved <laughs> in those issues. But the, I was doing a meet and greet in Osaka. And this Japanese fan comes up to me, and he hands me Wicked Sensation to sign. I look at it, and the colors of the album cover, the CD booklet cover, were off. So I was like, "This is this a bootleg? What is this? So I open it up, and it's like a 16-page booklet 
of just pictures of Oni and George. They took off all the pictures of me and Nick from the album. And it's a whole new booklet with a a 10-page interview liner notes by George. I mean, it's like if you bought a a remastered copy of Love Gun and there was no Ace and Peter on the pictures (laughs) and it was just Gene and Paul. They're probably out there. (laughs) And and it was just Gene and Paul. You don't think Ace would be pissed off if he had to sign it? Absolutely. So he's trying to diminish my input. And, and of that album, which everything was split equally and everything was written equally. And, and, and I was like pissed and I fired off that text in a moment of pissed off anger, which any musician who was part of a great CD like that would feel. I, I'm passionate about that CD. I'm proud of that CD. And here he goes and approves artwork that doesn't even have my face on. Mm. Wow! How was Ace as a as a uh, a boss in terms of, um, in terms of the financials and stuff? Oh, I always got paid. I, I always <laughs> i i was i would i would lay out all the money. I would put everything on my credit cards, hotels, tour buses, flights, Your personal blah blah blah. Expenses, right? I, no, for the whole entire band. And <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I floated the tour on my Visa card, oh. and then. And I would store all the gear at my ranch in Dillsburg. And then when we had gigs like in Bozeman, Montana or Detroit or whatever, I'd get my cargo van. I'd go pick up a U-Haul 12-foot trailer, which you only have to rent by the day, not the mileage. And then I'd drive my van with all the gear and the 12-foot trailer with all the gear on it to wherever we had to go. And um, Ace always paid me. Ace, I, I would lay out everything show him all the receipts, like I accounted for every single penny, I'm meticulous that way, and um, I would send every day an Excel file to Ace and to the management with all the expenses for that day, all the merch that was sold, what we need to reorder and all that, and then I would get reimbursed when, you know, when it was time. And, uh, Were you initially was, hired in that, in that position? Like, was he looking No, for originally we had tour managers and merch guys to do it, but Ace kind of doesn't trust people. That's what I was kind of getting at, yeah. So you kind of fell into it. Yeah, and he he trusted me, and, like, we were bros, and he knew I would never do wrong by him. And um, so he gave me all these hats to wear, which, like I said, I was honored that he offered it, and I couldn't say no because I was his friend. And when your friend asks you to get his back, it's a no-brainer. Course. So I did it, and flawlessly, and there were no questions. There was one question, he had an issue. Um, I was sober for 15 years, and then I started drinking again. And, um, and I had put beer on the rider, and he was pissed I didn't ask him. And he was mad that I did it because he was afraid that the writers always get kind of picked up and thrown online yeah. and that Gina Paul would use that as fodder against him. They would, you know, say that he's drinking again. Whereas I yeah. put it on the thing and I had it brought, Ace would leave right after the set and go back to the hotel. And I had the beer brought in with the pizzas at loadout for the crew. Cause I thought it was ridiculous. Okay. Ace is not drinking. So there will not be any alcohol backstage while Ace is there. 
But on the loadout, Ace is long gone, and I thought it ridiculous that our crew guys had to go out into the venue and stand on the concession line to buy beer. Ah. <laughs> uh. So now that at so, that time, I mean, you figure you were managing a lot of that kind of stuff and you were dealing with that kind of stuff. And Ace is kind of notorious for being somewhat quirky. How did you yeah, deal no, with a lot of that? Like I said, we were friends and he trusted me. That's and good. I always, but besides the beer thing, I always went to him first and would go, hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? Hey, what about this? What do you think about that? Like before the show, I'd grab him after the meet and greet him, address him. Okay, five things I need answers on. Here's one, two, three, four, five. How do you want me to handle it? And then we go from there. I mean, there was a whole situation where it was like, you know, we started out as being friends and bro, bros, and then I kind of, when I took on all these hats, it kind of morphed into me being an employee. <laughs> right, right. You know, over time, the the friend thing kind of dissolved a little bit, and things changed in his life, and uh, he moved and to the West Coast, and our relationship changed, and that was it. You know, and I, I didn't even know I got fired. I had to fire a text to him and ask him, and he's like, "No, I'm going to use Chris Wise." And, uh, you know, if he can't do the gigs, I'll keep you in mind, which I thought was kind of shitty. Wow. But, but um, after all I did to be, like, have to text him, they didn't even come to me as, like, hey, this is where, where it's at. And, but that's the only thing I have issue with. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. For, I mean, that's a lot of that stuff I have, had seen online where it just, it's like a lot of those things where it's great for a certain amount of time, then it just doesn't end well. Well, nothing ends well, or it's still going. Right. <laughs> uh, now, describe that. You say it's still going. Describe that. Uh, Red Dragon Cartel is still going. I mean, it, 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 everything ends, and usually right. the reason why it ends is because it's not going well. Right, right. And so if it was open... going well, then it would still be going. <laughs> and it's not going. So. You have no open business with Ace Fraley, lawsuits pending, nothing like that. No, no, <laughs> no, Ace is, I love Ace. In Good. fact, the other day I was driving, that was probably five months ago, whatever, and uh, Kiss came on the radio, and uh, I saw it as a sign, as I do with all my friends, if I hear something that they've done on the radio, I see it as a sign to shoot him a text. So I shot Ace a text, I think Love Gun was on the radio or something like that, and I was like, hey, Poppy. Just reaching out, miss you, haven't seen you in ages, kissing on the radio and made me think of you. Hope life's great, hope you're doing well. And he, like, within five seconds responded, Oh my God, Ann, how you doing? Miss you, hope everything's well, hope things are great with Jake. And, and uh, you know, so there's no bad blood between me and Ace. I mean, uh, you know, none at all. How about bad blood with George Lynch, who called you a loose cannon? I'll never play with him again. <laughs> I would rather have my balls tied to a bus than get in a room with him again. Now, what about have them tied to a burning Hummer? <laughs> that would, <you> know. <laughs> yeah, well, I already had that, and I survived. But, I mean, no, it's just like, I mean, I don't, with Jake, I don't have to watch my back. I know he's fair and honest, and, you know, he's a, a good guy sound human being and i don't want to 
I don't want to waste time of my life playing with people that I got to watch my back all the time. Right. You know, now you're talking about obviously Red Dragon Cartel is very visible and everybody sees it, but you're also running a studio. Talk a little bit about that. And I know one thing that will interest a lot of the people. I want to say one thing before I say Red Dragon Cartel. Red Dragon Cartel is a band. And it's not really, it's more a solo artist with a band. But none of us do anything else but play in Red Dragon Cartel. Right. You don't see us making records with other people. You don't see us touring in other bands, blah, blah, blah. We're in Red Dragon Cartel. We tour as Red Dragon Cartel. Then we write a record as Red Dragon Cartel. Then we'll tour on that record as Red Dragon Cartel. It's not like a lot of these musicians these days that are in 15 different projects. Mm, right. Scattered all over the place. And, you know, like, yeah, we have downtime, and what we choose to do with that downtime is personal choice, but usually we're pretty tired from working, and we just right. want to relax. But um, one of the things I do in my downtime from Red Dragon Cartel is um, I moved my... I owned a recording studio in New York for 15 years. It was called Schoolhouse Studios, and we had everybody as clients from Green Day to Joan Jett to the Misfits, the New York Dolls, the Ramones. I mean, everybody basically... In New York, we were the studio that if you had a guitar on it, you came to us. And um, the last record I recorded at Schoolhouse was Anomaly. And then we closed our doors. And I, re- I, moved, I bought a horse ranch out in Pennsylvania by, mm-hmm. by Gettysburg, and I moved the studio into the guest house. And now bands come out, stay on the ranch, uh, I produce and engineer them, and um, we work on the material, and it's sort of like, come out to the ranch, forget your life, concentrate on the music, and uh, we're doing Jake's record here, and uh, I've had a bunch of bunch of great acts to do. I did uh, the Martini Brothers, which is this great rockabilly punk band. I did a record with them. I did Bear Creek Junction, which is this southern rock country band. Right now, I'm, I'm producing this girl, Ivy, um, Ivy Subler, and Ivy is like a cross between Amy Winehouse and Bjork, and um, I'm going to finish that up, and then Jake comes out, and then after Jake's record, I'm going to do a record with Tantric, who's going to come in. Tantric. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's fun creati- creatively and artistically to help people reach their vision, you know? Which is fantastic. I mean, one of the things I was going to ask you, obviously, we're broadcasting here from Montgomery County Community College, and we have our sound recording technology division, and Bobby's a student in that. I mean, a lot of what they do, they want to come in here and learn how to be a producer, be a better musician, things like that. I mean, I guess knowing that you've had a successful studio for a long time, what kind of advice would you give those students? All right, well, there's two types of producers. There's the producer that comes up from the engineering side, that's a master of placing the microphone and EQing the sound and running the gear and pushing that aspect of it. And then there's the producer that grows up, comes up the chain as a songwriter. And he might hire a great engineer and sit in the back of the room and go, no, that's wrong. Change that guitar part. No. And it's more of a, a song-based perspective, whereas the other side of it is the engineering mathematical, scientific side of being a producer. Um, You need to have elements of both because in order to cook, you need to know 
about what ingredients you want to buy and how to prepare and put put it on a plate. Absolutely. So it's kind of like some people have more percentage of one, less of the other, some of the other way, and some don't have either or, they're just one. And um, I never went to school for engineering. I sort of did trial by fire. When I got off Lynch Mob, I had all this gear. I found a storage space for all my gear. And then I put a band together, and we started to rehearse there. And people would come to the rehearsals, and they'd be like, oh, my God, you know, we, re- we need a place to rehearse. Can we rehearse here three nights a week, and we'll help with the rent? And then I, before I know it, I was running a rehearsal room with, like, all the bands from the East Village rehearsing there. And then my buddy had recording gear, and he's like, you know, you're only doing rehearsals at night. Why don't we do recording during the day? And then all of a sudden, the bands that were rehearsing would come in and see the recording gear, and they wanted to record, so I learned how to use it. And I remembered I was sleeping at the studio, walking three blocks to the YMCA across the street from the Chelsea Hotel to shower <laughs> wow. so that all the money I made, I could buy gear. And every time I bought a new compressor or a new mic, I learned how to use it, or a new tape machine, or a new console. And then Pro Tools came in, and I had to buy that and learn that. Right. And it was like I was growing piece by piece not only my item gear list at the studio, but my knowledge as well. Absolutely, and that's so. I mean, originally you were cutting tape then before Pro Tools. Yeah, I still I love tape. I still yeah. I still run tape, and the, and the whole thing was about having a studio. I bought a Neve eight forty eight, which is a two hundred thousand dollars console. I bought it from Electric Ladyland. Wow! And and uh, it was Hendrix, and now Elvis Basquette has it in Orlando. He just did the last Slash record on it. I sold it to buy my 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 ranch. Wow! But I sold it to Telefunken, and then he bought it from Telefunken. But um, so I had this amazing console. So all these um, incredible engineers and producers would come in, and I would assist, and because they wanted to use the studio and get that sound and everything, so. I got to watch all these great guys, and I'd be like, when they would leave, I'd take pictures of where they put the mics, take pictures of the EQ settings um, on how they were doing it and and how hot they were hitting it to tape. And, oh, yeah, the, the, the Rat-Tom mic is two inches off, off the skin on this angle. And it was the best, thing, best like education you could have when you had these class, incredible, amazing engineers come in and cut these great records and like you're sitting right next to them learning, you know? Absolutely. So Red Dragon Cartel, what kind of songs are you writing? What's the vein? What kind of, what kind of things are well, in your mind? Well, we haven't started yet. Okay. <laughs> got it. So it's, it's, we're getting, we're getting nine, ready. The 19th, the 19th, Jonas, the drummer, and uh, obviously Jake is going to come out to the ranch and um, it all comes off of Jake. It's all about Jake's guitar playing. It's all about the licks Jake comes up with. And he wants to... He sent me a text like three nights ago that his um, Amy, his girlfriend, love of his life, put on the first Badlands album. And 
without him knowing it, then all of a sudden he's listening to it and he's like, oh my God, I want that fire back. I want those, that riff back. I want that. He's, he's inspired to do that kind of a record. That's great. Well, Anthony, we sure do appreciate you calling in and kind of clearing things up, talking about Ace, letting us know that you really did tell George Lynch you're going to hit him in the head with a pipe. <laughs> you know, it's good no, stuff. I'm from New York. I'm from New York. It comes with the, it comes with the accent. You know? uh, it was a moment. It was this, I should have counted to 10 before I sent the text, and I didn't. And it was just, and I sent only one, too. I was like, but it, it was more like, I expect it from George, but I don't expect it from you. I love you. You're my bro. And, like, I can't believe you did me this way. But uh, the George, I was just so, it was one of those moments. And I just, you know, and looking back on it, I should have worded it differently. Like, uh, Jake and I were talking about it. It should have been, you make me feel like I want to <laughs> open up your skull. Not, I'm going <laughs> to. Because right. I'm sure he can take me to court and give me a restraining order, which would be great. Cause I don't want to go <laughs> 500 miles near him anyway. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's just like, uh, you know, and, and Eddie's a friend of mine. I know Eddie for years and through ACE and like, and he knows me better than that. He knows it was a weak moment and he knows I'm not a fly off the handle kind of guy, but I was hurt. And, uh, and it stems from me being, really proud to be involved in that record and to see somebody try to diminish my input on it is right. not cool. Absolutely. You know, like I said, it's like if you bought a reissue of Love Gun and, it, <laughs> and it's a picture <laughs> of Gene and Paul and there's no Ace and Peter, wouldn't you think Ace and Peter would kind of be pissed off? Well, you know, that battle continues to this day, yeah. only they have different people in the makeup, and that's a whole other show. You know somebody's <laughs> photoshopping that image right now, right. Right? taking Peter and Ace out of Logan. Uh, I mean, trust me, there are records that I've done that I probably wished that my face wasn't on. <laughs> but, you know, no, I'm not that lucky. But, you know, it was a, it was a a, a weak moment and I'm kind of embarrassed that I sent that kind of a text now in hindsight but um, you know I, I, I stand by it I did it I fessed up to it and I, I, I'm not hiding from it and let the chips fall where they may and, and whatever well there you go well thanks for calling in Anthony we won't take up any, any more of your time we really do appreciate you calling in and thank you for uh, suggesting that Ace play Love Gun in his live set because we yeah. love hearing that live. <laughs> right. And all for all the work that you've done with him. I mean, obviously we love that, and we're looking forward to the new Red Dragon Cartel CD. Yeah, definitely keep your eyes peeled for it because uh, knowing, knowing Jake, it's going to be special. And uh, I'm looking forward to being a part of it. And I have this lucky run of playing with these insanely amazing guitar players and now I get to be on an album for eternity with Jake, you know, which is which is something that I'm really happy about, you know. Absolutely. Well, thanks for calling in. We're going into four o'clock break here in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. Yeah.
remember it well I was slipping and sliding, drinking and driving Bringing me closer to hell And the devil sat in the passenger side of DeLorean's automobile He said, hey, frilly, frilly, let's not be silly There's a life out there to steal
about that? That was a cool interview with Anthony Esposito. We really do appreciate him calling in. We're into the second hour of the Kiss Room here on Monaco Radio, where music minds meet at the top of the hour. I'm going to reset us here in about five, four, three, two, one. You're in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio. Hey, you're not allowed to smoke in the Kiss Room. You wanted the best and you got it. Kiss Army, you wanted the best and you got it. And how about that? Anthony Esposito calling in, had some really great stories. We really appreciate him taking the time to talk to us. It's just after 4 o'clock here on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet, broadcasting from Montgomery County Community College, Bluebell, PA. I'm in the studio with Mr. Bobby Dreyer. Oh, yeah. Freshly christened as the host of Harem, his new show that debuted right before us on the Kiss Room today, 1 to 3. It'll be on every Kiss Room Friday. You can tune in here at live. We had Mark Hudson from the Hudson Brothers and all kind of cool things. And, man, he was fantastic. Also joining us from Rock and Roll Over, Jerry Lee Watkins. Oh, is yeah. Here. And on the phone, we have Chris Giordano. Chris, are you there? <laughs> This isn't Chris Giordano. This is the Star Child. I'm calling from Australia. here with Justin Boyd and the Kangaroos and the girls got their faces down under. You understand? You got Ian Murray. You got uh, Anthony Poole. Everybody's in Australia. We love that. That's oh, we got cool, the, man. The Australian Kiss Army's right over here. You understand? But I do think that got Chris somewhere. Hold on a minute. Hey, Chris, where are you? Uh, Matt, go. Matt. Chris, how are you, pal? <laughs> hey, here I am. Is that really Paul? Can you put, oh my pa- God. Can you put Paul back on? <laughs> can, can he, is he talking about Kisteria and Dynasty? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, uh, anyway, so here I am. Um, unfortunately, I'm not there, but people can you feel the spirit. Oh, yeah. Spirit 76, I am with you. <laughs> in spirit, the only way I can be today. It rained on my parade once again, but nothing can bring me down because I want to finally make an announcement that my bank hysteria is returning on December 12th just in time for Christmas and people let me tell you something it's going to be like Christmas in 76 and it's going to take place not far from the kiss room it's going to be in Irwin PA at the School of Rock and it's going to be a Toys for Tots event so what better then the gift of rock and roll for Christmas. Absolutely. Very cool. Fantastic. So this is Kisteria. Give a shout-out to everybody in your group. This is Kisteria with with Jerry, Scott, and Joe, and we are are psyched, and we are going to have our good friends main attraction playing with us, and they're going to feature some people from the School of Rock, and everybody, you know, how the Toys for Tots goes. It's a great charity, and we're glad to be a part of it, and what a way to debut Kisteria and... uh, other than, you know, hey, on Christmas, on Christmas with toys and celebrations and giving the gift of rock and roll, and you can get in for free. All you need to do is bring, you know, the unwrapped toy and do the whole Toys for Tots thing. And then we're going to pack that place. And the school rock actually does a few of them, like, all over the area. But we're going to be a part of the December 12th one. But the week before, they're also doing one in the uh, Fort Washington uh, School of Rock, which I know many attractions are part of. And uh, 
all the details are still being ironed out. I was hoping to have it all for you when I got there. But, yeah, I'm very pumped up about this, and uh, we're, we're really working hard towards it. I've been hanging and banging in the gym this week. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And everybody who's in your side of the KISS room, you know, in our area needs to come down. We're long overdue. You know, it's been uh, – Matt was probably there on our last show, which was uh, about seven years ago. Yeah, well, you need to say Philly, Jersey, New York. Philadelphia, <laughs> are you ready? I'll tell you. But you know what? I don't know what I'm going to actually be saying because, you know – I don't want to give too many details away, but we are we are really going back in time, and so we are going to do our best to uh, bring you Christmas in '76. So wow. Let's just put it that way. Fantastic. So, uh, I, you know, I know the School of Rock might not be the best place to ask people. Are you high? <laughs> but I might anyway. Well, they're just feeling really good. I think it could be a sugar high. Right, exactly. Too many Red I say, Bulls. I say, not, not only any kind of alcohol, I mean, like any kind of sugar or ice cream. Are you high? <laughs> Let me hear you. <laughs> Woo. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I was so excited. And I wish I was there in the studio because I wanted to show off my new Ace Pro tattoo. Um, which I got last week uh, at the Oaks uh, Expo Center. And with such a funny story, too, the short version would be that basically, yeah, me, uh, Paulette and I went, and uh, we had the same idea. We were going to get matching tattoos if they signed uh, his name. And Paulette got this beautiful autograph that he took uh, his sweet old time. And then me, he tries to go and do the same thing and starts smudging on my arm. And he, I, I typically, like, he starts laughing and he goes, just go to the tattoo parlor and have them copy hers. <laughs> I, I, I said, I said, hey, you don't get the whole deal here, but I, I, we'll work with it. We'll work with it. So basically, <laughs> it, it's, it's not far off from what he tried to do, but it's basically exactly what Paulette got. And so we have matching Ace tattoos based on what he tried to write on my arm. So you got matching tattoos. Now you met Ace at the uh, convention center and you saw him at that show in Havana. We talked a little bit about, and, about earlier. And I mentioned that. I said, Ace, I said, we saw your show last week in New Hope. And he looked at me and he goes, I can't believe how small that place was. But it paid well. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <started laughing>. <laughs> So I, there was a little candid moment with the, with the space man, which I thought was pretty cool. And then and, you know, we, we came in there and, and, um, and uh, Ace's manager, John, you know, uh, he, he knew us from online and he was really cool. Gave us the uh, guitar picks. And, um, and then uh, I think Ace, Realized that you know we were cool with John, and uh, he said, uh, "Ah, have your feet," you know. So like you know, so we sat down next to him. It felt like we were there for a couple of minutes, and um, which was more than I expected from Ace because I've met him in the past, and you know. He's not the most talkative fellow. He's not the most talkative guy, right? He's got to get a new pose. He's like, I remember he goes, "I could be articulate if you want me to be. Do you want to talk to me?" Right, exactly. He's got that. But uh, yeah, it was a blast. You know, the show was great. I told him how great it was and what a good time it was. And you know, we ran off to the tattoo parlor afterwards, and and it came out great. And uh, so we got our Ace of Hearts uh, tattoos, and um, uh, it's just uh, more rock and roll. All the things you do for rock and roll, people. So everybody's going to mark down the date, December twelfth. December twelfth, and we'll still have uh, next uh, month to talk about it more with more details. But we got a couple. Gonna... We got a couple kiss rooms in between now and then that we can get people yeah. warmed up. We got a lot of things coming up. So thanks oh, yeah. for calling, Chris, because I'm going to remind Absolutely. people of another thing that's coming up here oh, in Montgomery. Oh, we go ahead. 
hold on. I got to say for everybody out there who's going to miss it, whatever contest you do, and if you're listening, you're a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Jets are going to get Ira to call in and talk oh, about Steve, that. Steve Actually, Rose, I want to have you guys, uh, <laughs> I want to remind you, another date coming up. We're going to try and get Ira on the phone right after this on Monco Radio, where music and minds <laughs> meet. Go! Thanks, Chris. All right. <laughs> Imagine going back in time to 1975. Witness the sights and sounds of early Kiss as they burst onto the music scene. A live 75, a tribute to Kiss, can take you there. This one-of-a-kind classic Kiss tribute brings the iconic Kiss Alive album to life with all the elements of a 1975-era Kiss concert, including all the sights, sounds, and energy. Immerse yourself in this rock and roll experience as Montgomery County Community College brings Alive 75 to the Bluebell Campus on Saturday, November 21st at 8 p.m. Buy your tickets now by going to mc3.edu slash livelyarts. Alive 75, the ultimate classic KISS tribute. Tickets at mc3.edu slash livelyarts. That's right, Kiss Army. You know, look, you got a Kisteria gig coming up. You got um, Chris is going to be there doing that. We got Jerry's going to talk about his gig. Obviously, you can be here on November 21st for uh, the Alive 75 show. It's going to be a blast. You can find information about that. We're going to talk about that. But on the line right now, I think we have Ira. Ira, are you there? I am, and I am happy to be in the Kiss room once again with you yes. fellas. Thanks, pal. How are you? Ira. Yeah. So tell us, you, uh, Chris just gave a shout-out, a winner, winner, chicken dinner shout-out, and uh, that is connected to a little bit of why you called. Well, yes. Unfortunately, I don't have a name for Chris today to do that, <laughs> but he did give that shout-out, but I'm going to have a name. And I well, we, we want to give a shout-out to the winner, winner, chicken dinner, Michael Cavaccini, who uh, wore the uh, THMF. Yes, dot org shield shirt to both the rock expo got pictures with ace got pictures with ken kelly fantastic stuff fantastic for michael to do that and what he did for us also at thmf.org was he hand delivered one of those shirts and one of our dog tags to mr ace fraley yes along awesome. with along with a very personalized letter to ace from me on THMF.org letterhead, ah. inviting Ace Fraley to attend our event in Cleveland on August 6th of 2016 as our special guest. The question is, will Ace email me back? Please, Ace, I'm begging <laughs> you, brother. I'm begging you. We want you in Cleveland with us. So uh, talk about that. Talk about, like, people can get involved and there is a new raffle going on and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've I've definitely got a new raffle set up that's online at THMF.org. You go there to the main website. You click on online raffle. You're going to see what's going on with that right now. I've actually given some people some pretty good chances of winning here because last time I did the Ace Boots raffle, I did $2 per chance. Not this time around, folks. One dollar donation wow. gives you three, three chances. Wow. A one dollar donation gives you three chances at the items up on the raffle this time. So if you give me ten bucks, I'm putting your name in that raffle bucket for thirty chances. Wow. It's, it's that easy. 
It's that easy. And what you're going to walk away with this time around is the 1998 Polar Lights Kiss Destroyer model kits. Both kits. Both sets. Brand new, in-box, steel factory sealed from 1998. That's eight models. Wow. All together. One winner will receive all eight models. So somebody's going to be the big winner with org. Somebody's somebody's going to have something nice. And I got one guy, and I'm going I'm to say this. I ain't going to say his name, but one guy said, "Oh yeah." So we don't have to buy paint and glue. <laughs> and I'm thinking to my, I'm thinking to myself, this guy is not a kiss collector. And how do I know? Because any kiss collector will not put these models together for crying out loud. You, know, but it you put these models on yourself, still in a box, factory sealed, from 1998. One of the prizes could be, though, that you put it together for and them. build them. So I don't know. what we're looking at here is a great raffle. The deadline this time, Halloween, nice. October 31st. Get your raffle chances in before 9 a.m. on October 31st. Because by noon, I'm going to have a winner. I will post that winner's name to the Kiss Room Facebook page, to our Facebook page, which is Kiss Army United for Wounded Warriors. And I'll also post that winner's name on the THMF.org website, which will be noon on October 31st. We're going to have a winner for all eight of those steel factory sealed models Fantastic. don't open them don't build them <laughs> i'm telling you do not build them they lose their worth that way they <laughs> so, lose their value so everybody so out there quick. go to thmf.org absolutely right? get absolutely the, get, the, get the raffles in get the raffle get your get your donations in for the raffle and, and folks let me remind you donations to thmf.org are tax deductible if you live in Very the united nice. states I mean, I have a index box full of cards. Everyone who has ever donated money, entered a raffle, or purchased an item from our web store, I have your name and address and what you did, whether you entered that raffle, whether you bought what, what you bought, and the day you did it, date on that index card. I know who you are. And I don't want to say this, but people who haven't donated and helped us raise money for the Wounded Warriors Project, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to. I know who you are, too. <laughs> well, Ira, thanks for calling. We're going to go to this day in history, October 9th. We'll talk to you again soon, pal, on the Kiss Room on Monco Radio. We're going to turn it over to Ken Mills. Come on, dudes! Let's crank it! Five, Second, four, three, two, we have ignition. On this day in history, brought to you by the podcast in the Kiss Room. Now print it with real Kiss blood. On this day in history, October 9th. On this day in history, October 9th, 1975. KISS takes over Cadillac, Michigan as the mayor declares today KISS Day. The entire football team dons KISS makeup and goes on to a winning season. The local officials don KISS makeup and give KISS the key to the city. 
and Kiss plays a rocking performance at Cadillac High in Michigan. On this day in history, October 9th, 1980, Kiss is on the Unmasked tour and plays Stockholm, Sweden. October 9th, 1983. While in Portugal, the band members of KISS perform rehearsals during the afternoon for the first leg of the Lick It Up tour. October 9th, 1988. KISS performs at the Monsters of Rock Arena in Modena, Italy. October 9th, 1992. KISS takes revenge on the Brendan Byrne Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey. On this day in history, October 9th, 1994, Peter Chris and his band Chris plays a concert in San Juan, California. On this day in history, October 9th, 1996, Kiss plays the second show of a three-night stand in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Core States Arena on the Alive Worldwide 96-97 tour. Matt Porter was fourth row and rocked the hell out of the place. On this day in history, October 9th, 1998, the very first day of filming the teen comedy Detroit Rock City takes place in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. On this day in history, 1999, Paul Stanley takes to the stage playing the lead role of The Phantom in Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera at the Fantageous Theatre in Toronto, Ontario. On this day in history, October 9th, 2009, KISS plays Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York during the North American leg of the Alive 35 tour. On this day in history, October 9th, 2010, Tommy Thayer reunites with former bandmates from Black and Blue as they are inducted into the Oregon Music Hall of Fame. On this day in history, October 9th, 2010, Tommy Thayer reunites with former bandmates from Black and Blue. Black and Blue is being inducted into the Oregon Music Hall of Fame in Portland, Oregon. On this day in history, October 9th, 2012, the album Monster is released in the U.S. On this day in history, 2014, Bruce Kulick and Grand Funk Railroad play the Grey Eagle Casino in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. October 9th, 2015, you are live with Matt Porter and the gang in the Kiss Room as Matt Porter brings you another rocking episode of the Kiss Room. Today, make some history of your own. And that was This Day in History, brought to you by the Podkist and the Kiss Room. We still play with our Kiss color form sets. That's right. We still play with our Kiss color forms, and we got Jerry Lee Watkins in the room. We got Bobby Dreyer yep. on the phone. We have the Podfather himself, Ken Mills. Hello, sir. How are you? I am fantastic. I am overjoyed. Welcome to the best part of every week for me, the Kiss Room, when I do it once a month, so that's how happy I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, before we go any further, um, Jerry is here to talk about their upcoming gig. We just got a date on the Kisteria gig. We just announced the Alive 75. We got that event coming to Monaco. You can go to the event page on thekissroom.com and find out about that. But coming up this month, and we've been talking about Havana, which obviously we were all just there to see Ace, we have Rock and Roll Over coming up. Jerry, tell oh, us yeah. about that. Absolutely. October 24th, 9 o'clock, uh, we'll be at Havana. We have a great show planned, very larger than life, multimedia show planned. We had a couple of hundred people send us great pictures of them in Kiss makeup and all their memorabilia. 
Uh, we have a great guy named Sean Warren from Kiss Cave Collectibles. He's going to be out there with a whole bunch of excellent collectibles, some which uh, are you know rarely seen around. We also have uh, rock and roll face painters. They're going to be there. So if you want to get there early, the doors open at 7. You got about 10, 15 minutes, and uh, they'll do you know either, any one of the band members. I think they even have the uh, Vinny and Eric makeup available as well. So the it's going to be a great. The key fun to event. New Hope, though, is find your own parking spot. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be a great night. You know, Havana has excellent food. If you want to get there early, I said the the doors open at seven o'clock. There's going to be some great stuff going on with the collectibles and the face painting. Band comes on at nine o'clock, and as always, we promise a spectacular show. We do this once a year, and it's all we get to do. We don't really consider ourselves a tribute band. We're just out there, Kiss fans like you and I and. Uh, we just like to have a nice event where we can take take a break from our normal music schedules and rock out with some great Kiss tunes. Nice. Absolutely. That sounds fantastic. So, Ken, what are the chances we can get you there for a meet and greet? <laughs> I don't know, but it would be fun. It would be absolutely <laughs> a lot of fun. How oh, are you doing tonight, brother? Fantastic. Oh, we Good also have hear. one Good more. Um, Joe and Patrice D'Angelo, who are, who are Kiss Room members, and they go on the, the uh, tours and stuff. They're going to be there celebrating their anniversary. Wow. Very cool. So wow. they've, they've kind of made their whole party night for our show. So I just wanted to send a shout out, shout out to them and a big thanks. Well, there was a guy handing out flyers for the show right as Ace finished. This guy yes. turns and cool. who knows, might be the same guy, <laughs> turns and he hands me the flyer and he says, there's a Kiss tribute band coming in, you know, in October. I said, I know those guys. Oh, yeah. they're cool. It's going to be great. <laughs> so you can, you can get uh, info at rockandrollkiss.com. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. At uh, uh, I think our Facebook is uh, Rock and Roll Kiss. Uh, check us out. It's going to be a great night. It'll be a lot of fun. Again, once a year. It's a low-cost ticket and a lot, a lot of fun. That's fantastic. And Ken, what's on your mind? Well, not too much, but I'd like to say hello to the following people. Ricky Cook, Todd Joffredo. Sorry if I ruined that name. Eileen Pompey, George Savastino. Christopher Goff, who is a huge Cheap Trick fan, so he's happy about Cheap Trick yeah. being nominated. Yeah, uh, you know, so that's cool. Brian Speck from Billings, Montana. Javier Bostier. Barb Hartman. Joseph Ciambelli and friend, his little uh, iguana creature, his familiar. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, of course, he's packing for the Kiss Room this week, and he's taking... Uh, or actually, he's packing for the Kiss Cruise this week, and he is taking that huge banner of the Kiss Room on the Kiss Cruise with him. That's so that's awesome. pretty darn cool. Well, I nice. think he's headed to Cadillac with that this weekend. He's going oh for, the, for that anniversary, which we're going to talk to Andrew Scambatti right around 4.30 with uh, a live Catman on the Street report. So, Excellent. We also have Stephen Jorsky, John Phillips, Joe Lascon, Greg Simpson, John Phillips, uh, who wants to hear Is That You? I don't know if you have time for that, but Steve Campania, Rune Hamlet, Gary Cap from <laughs> Olean, New York, Mikkel Burrell from Sweden, and Davy Jones, who is in Cadillac, Michigan this week, and Larry Roberts of the uh, heavy band Impending Doom. So, you know, the, the, the celebrities are listening once again. You know, it's so funny because cool. I, I had a whole list, too. I mean, Joe Sambelli shares the link every time. Robert Siegel, yeah. Joe Lascon, Steve Javorski out in Pittsburgh. He even listened to that Bobby Show Harem beforehand. 
Greg Johnson, Dottie Jones. Of course, a shout-out to Podcast Rock City. Joe, Andrew, and Jody do a fantastic show. They always give us some love on there. The Fave Musicians and Bands Podcast. Ricky Cook. Ira obviously called in. Chris Hartman was in uh, in Almost Human. We talked to him last month. He and John Whiteman both gave us a shout-out. Lisa Burgoon. Mikhail, of course, you said, all the way in Sweden. Wanda Mullinax. Jason Bakken, of course. Gary Daggett, Michael McGuire, Nora Carner, Jason Gallinger from the Awesome Kiss Shakara Facebook, my brother Anthony Porter, and my lovely wife Amy Porter even shared our link. You said Eileen, Justin Boyd, Anthony Poole, Jason MD, Dave Robinson from 80s Picture House. I want to give a shout out to the Kistry Science Theater guys, obviously. Oh, absolutely. If, if anybody heard Adam, Les, Des, and Lee did that episode. See, I'm slurring because I'm talking Kistry Science Theater <laughs> and we're a quarter of the bo- way to the bottle of bourbon. Oh. The interviews that they they did with Chris Jericho were so fantastic and the thing was that I liked about it was they talked to Jericho not as super rock star super wrestler this and that, but as a fellow kiss geek he's yeah. as nerdy as we are it was, yeah. It was great. Yeah, so very cool with that and obviously almost human uh, I want to give a shout out to those guys Mike Yorty Chris Hartman John Whiteman Warren Lichter because we had a great time with them at Walsh's last month they were on the show here and then we actually went out and saw them great fun so Shout out of a cannon uh, here on a Friday in the kiss room where Monica and hey, Candy Burton, too. I know she's listening, too. And yeah, a lot of people. Absolutely. Joe Favaroso. There's so many people listening. We try and say all your names. We're kind of running out of time. There is a new show that starts at 5 o'clock, so we, all, we are up against the deadline Ooh. called The Right Tone. Brand new here on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet. Jerry. I forgot to mention that Ira was nice enough to send us a bunch of literature and five free dog tags to give away at our show. Yeah, And we are going to give a portion of our proceeds to the Tom Hale Memorial Fund. So That's fantastic. Good on you, Ira. Now, one thing I want to say while I got you in line, Ken, uh, I really appreciate you and Gary really gave me some love on the latest Kiss Room where you mentioned that thing we're doing about the demos. And obviously, we were talking about doing that. Now, I mentioned it way at the end of last month's show. I posted it on thekissroom.com. If you go to thekissroom.com slash demos, you can see what we're trying to do, which is going to be something cool. I really want people just to think about if they were going to write a song that Kiss might do. And I keep telling people, no, I'm not giving the demos to Kiss. I'm just some jabroni <laughs> who does a radio show once a month. I don't have any connections. I don't know anybody. But we already got four really good ones. I mean, like ones that you're going to really – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save them all until December. I'm going to play them on our December, which will be our Christmas show. You're going to be blown away by the ones that we've gotten already. And I'm putting that out to everybody. Go to the demos page of thekissroom.com. And hook it up. Write a song as if, what's the song that Kiss could have written, should have written? And like I said, it's just for fun. And if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. So you got to have Amen. fun with it. And, uh, you know, so I really appreciate you guys hyping that up. And really to all the other podcasts that have mentioned it and kind of turned people on to it. And uh, those guys that sent them in already, it's fantastic. And I really do appreciate it. So, so get your demos in, folks. You know, in the uh, Today in History, Matt, it mentions that you were at the reunion show. You know, it's funny. I I had a whole list in front of me, which I'm not going to go through because obviously uh, we're running a little short on time, but the uh, October has always had so many great moments for Kiss. Obviously, one of them is going to be we're going to all go see Rock and Roll Over. Yes. But, um, you know, I mean, 
It's funny, if you listen to Pods and Sods, I told you the story of the Gene Simmons Mall incident, which was October 12th, and then, the, then meeting him <laughs> on October 12th. And, you know, I saw him on the Revenge Tour on the 10th, and obviously I went to that uh, town hall thing at Sirius was in October. I mean, but I go back to the fact that in 1978, we dressed up, we're little 10-year-old kids dressed as Kiss, and it was great fun, and it always has been. You know, so that's, I think that's the moral of the story. So if you are on the Facebook page, let us know your favorite Kiss Rocktober memory, be it the Tom Snyder show or Kiss Meets the Phantom or a time maybe you got uh, found uh, a, a lady star child of your own. Who knows what you <laughs> little got. Paul Lynn? Yeah, Paul Lynn. Little, yeah. Paul I waited Lynn forever that for yeah. that show. Yeah. It was great. Ken, like, you got you anything know, else to say to the audience? I'm going to kind of go into our last segment here. Well, I just wanted to say keep up the great show. That was an excellent interview earlier on the uh, the show with Bobby Dreher with uh, Mark Hudson. Thank you. That absolutely made my day. Hey, thank you, and, Ken. Uh, excellent, excellent work. And we're going to uh, make that part of the Podcast Network, if you're willing. Oh, hey, thank you. I really appreciate it. it. Thanks a lot. It's a it's a marriage made in hell or heaven, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. Hudson's that way, man. Woo. Yep. And uh, on the next week on the podcast, we're going to be doing a look at Gene Simmons' film classic, Runaway. So that's going to be fun. Sounds good, Randy. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> well, take it away. Enjoy well, the you know rest what? Of the Speaking show. of uh, the Paul Lynn Halloween special, which obviously always has something to do with Halloween, we're going to transition to this. We're going to go to a break. We're going to try and get our cat man on the street to call in. You're in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. And your makeup is something else. How long does wear. it take you to put it on? We don't wear makeup. <laughs> Why don't you push the down button on your elevator shoes?
Kiss Army. We are back with the king of the nighttime world. See, now it's actually it's about 4.30. We got probably about 20 minutes left. I was hoping to get a call from our cat man on the street with a report from Cadillac. See, it's funny. I haven't had, you know, like a, a piece of like news music queued up, ready for him. We're going to say, we're going to go down to our cat man on the street. Come on, that's as cheesy as you can get. I know a lot of you are out there, you know, at Cadillac, Michigan right now celebrating 40 years since KISS was at Cadillac, Michigan. Coach Neff called in a couple months ago and gave us the uh, the start of those plans, and now it's all coming together. And they have their monument going up today, and you're starting to see pictures. A lot of you are out there. If, uh, if you know Andrew Scambatti, tell him to call into the KISS room right now. If Maybe if you're listening out there in Cadillac and you want to call in with an eyewitness report, give me a call right now. And uh, But really, again, one of the things we want to talk about, tickets are on sale for the Alive 75 show. It will be right here in the Science Center Theater, Montgomery County Community College, Bluebell, PA. If you go to mc3.edu forward slash lively arts, you can get all the information about that. Obviously, if you go to thekissroom.com, click on the event page. There's a uh, there's a whole write-up of it. You can figure out where you can get tickets. It's going to be a party. Anthony DeLucia talked about it last month. We're going to have J.R. Small. We're going to have Len D'Alessio. We're going to have Lydia Chris. Ron Albanese, which is that 70s guy, he's going to be you know kicking it off. It's going to be a blast, and the only thing missing will be you. So don't miss it. Be here. Obviously, it's the weekend prior to Thanksgiving. I'll have more information going up on thekissroom.com. Uh, we're going to do a live kiss room that day. It's a Saturday. So for those of you that really thought to yourself, man, I would love to be on the kiss room. Well, come down here that day, five to seven that day. So uh, you yeah. can mark that. And of course, we're live again on November 13th. We'll talk about it again on Friday, the 13th of November. It'll be great fun. So, so much to look forward to, obviously. Um, I really want to send a shout out. Anthony DeLucia, Mike DeLucia, and Anthony Russo came down here on September 28th for the Whit Payne Community Fest. And uh, they were in full makeup and costume awesome day and they promoted yeah, well, they promoted their show but they also posed for about a billion photos yeah which was great fun because obviously the nice thing about that is as soon as they come walking out people pretty much freak out and it was uh, it was great fun and we had a lot of fun with them here so it was uh it was really nice so uh, i heard no little kids crying though you know what there were a lot of time i think the thing is that the little kids just see it you know, as guys in costumes, it's Halloween coming up early. Let's see, is it, could this be possibly our cat man on the street? Let's see. Marco Radio, where music and minds meet. Yo, Matt, it's Eric Carr. Eric Carr, oh. Tyler Rocks Carr. How are you, pal? What's going on? Doing good. I just, uh, I was listening in, as I always do every month. And I got to say, first off, great show. And oh, I, heard, I heard you promoting the uh, Alive 75 thing next month, right? Absolutely. We were just rambling on about that because I love it. Well, uh, this is something else that you're going to love. And, of course, you already have a, an idea of what I'm going to say. <laughs> but um, I've sort of been really quiet on Facebook lately as far as promoting and anything like that for a reason. But we won't get into it because it's boring and nobody cares. But <laughs> <laughs> um, for those people who listen to the Kiss Room, wouldn't it be awesome if you could go to the Alive 75 event next month at the Montco Community College and see one of the personalities or a couple personalities from the Kiss Room? Absolutely. Hmm. hmm. Who, Who might we be there? To show up. Do you think maybe um, somebody would show up in their Eric Carr getup? Yeah. Who? Do you hmm. know anybody? I don't know. Do you? 
Uh, well, I tell you what, since we can't think of anybody, how about <laughs> Eric Carter Rock Carr shows up, and uh, we're going to do sort of a nonchalant meet and greet for anybody who listens to the Kiss Room and you're local, and you uh, wonder who the guy is that shows up just about every time in Eric Carr makeup. Of course, I always show up to the Kiss Room in makeup, right? Right? Absolutely, in full costume. And it's radio, so you can do whatever you like. That's right. So we're going to be there, and I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring along some Eric Carr stuff oh, and uh, set it up. Maybe we'll give some stuff away. Anybody that wants to buy a little something for your Kiss Room. Nice. Your kiss Room. <laughs> the it, Kiss Room. There. I love yeah. it. And I'm picking up... Um, a lot of new stuff tomorrow because I'm going to hang out with the boss, Loretta, and uh, have some pizza. And um, so I'm picking up some brand new stuff. So it will be exclusively available at next month's event. That is fantastic. I'll tell you, there's so much to look forward to. Like you figure the end of this month, obviously we're all going over to Havana. We're going to see Jerry Lee Watkins, Steve Campagna, Steve Forrest, Fran Galanti, Galanti who of course wrote the Meet Meet You in the Kiss Room song. I mean, how can I, I I always think of Fran every time. Meet me in the Kiss Room. I got a picture of him in a Pope Fran, Fran is the greatest. Now, we had a good time. He and his wife were at the Ace Show hanging out at the Havana Show. I'll tell you, and I, and I love that song. I love it so much. It's just, uh, you know, yeah, he told me he had dressed up as the Pope the night before. Because yeah. obviously everybody <laughs> in the Philly area knows that the Pope was here during the same weekend Ace was here. Cosmic coincidence? I think so. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you know it, uh, of course it was, you know. So that's what's going on with uh, everything in the Eric Carr world. Um What's new for 2016? We're not sure yet. Uh, brand new things happening with EricCar.com. Uh, there's some stuff on the, the table that might take it in a different direction or another. But, of course, I'm always here to represent and keep the memory of Eric Carr alive. And we'll see everybody next month at Monco College. Right here in uh, Monaco, November 21st. See, it's value added. I mean, the fact that with everybody coming in, it's going to be great. So we're going to have so much fun between going to see Rock and Roll Over, being back here for another Kiss Room, being back here for a live Kiss Room on the 21st. And that November 21st, we're all going to have fun here. It's going to be a blast. So we're really looking forward to it. Well, thanks for calling in, pal. We're we're kind of wrapping up the show here. I appreciate it. Awesome. See you soon. And I will be using Matt Porter's office as a makeup room. We have to do that again. I did that it one has other been done. time. Awesome. You know. Thanks, pal. All right. Peace I'll talk to you later. See ya. So we have uh, we have that coming up. So it's always fun. Now we did talk about this a little bit um, before. Was uh, that you guys have a really cool idea for your show? Talk to me if you want to keep it as a surprise or the multimedia thing. Oh wait, wait. Let's oh, see. Oh, got- <laughs> saved by the bell. <laughs> and you're on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. Who's this? This Davy. Davey, how are you? Calling in from Cadillac, right? Yeah. So give us a, uh, see, now you're also a cat man, right? So this is also a cat man on the street, right? That's right, a man. A cat man on the street. See, I knew we were going to have a cat man on the street report. Fantastic. Tell us, what's the vibe? What's going on out there? Uh, very cool, man. Uh, we got in uh, early this morning, and uh, we're getting something to eat and had a local latch on to us and give us a tour. And, so uh, what, the, parade, the parade is tonight, right? 
it's getting ready to happen here in the next uh, 20 minutes or so. People are lining the streets, man. Ah, very so, cool. Look, look around. Give us a description. Give us the blow-by-blow cat-man-on-the-street report. Uh, right now, I don't see any cat makeup, any kiss makeup, <laughs> anything. I thought people would love to have the cat makeup on for this. Now, did you see so the monument? Did, did you make your way? We saw some pictures of you at the monument. It, it's still under wraps. They don't unwrap that thing till tomorrow morning sometime. Wow. wow. A couple pictures so. snuck out, I'll tell you. And I saw a few of them make it online. Impressive. It's going to be something. So you'll be there for the unveiling of that. I will be. I definitely will be. I'll tell you what was really cool was surreal today was <laughs> where you uh, pick up your uh, VIP package was the fire station that kissed took all those photos, iconic photos, I should say. Oh, that's fantastic. I heard Paul and Gene had Peter and Ace made smaller in the monument. (laughs) No. Oh, Jerry. I'll tell you what. They're like five foot four. That's going to create trouble. We're not creating any trouble. That is fun. So tell me, looking around, is the the area, do they have the Kiss Boulevard sign up? What kind of decorations do we have for Kiss? Give us, like, put it in radio. you got to describe the picture. You know, there's a lot of your storefronts. Like, there's a cosmetology school right on uh, the main drag. It's, I don't know if it's really labeled Kiss Boulevard, but they've got, like, you know, their, their little mannequin heads in the window all painted up like Kiss. A lot of the storefronts got Kiss pictures. Every It's pretty cool here man a lot of people just love to tell you the story that have been here the whole time you know 40 years and original uh people that went to the game we're, we're at the, the the original parade you know it's just pretty cool hearing all these stories you know that looked to be the neat thing was that they really had connected with a lot of their alumni and a lot of the current students that obviously it's something that's kind of lived in legend and I'm so thrilled to see you know Coach Neff and everybody who was working so hard that it's actually happening and we we started talking to him back in the summer about it and uh, and here it is you're right there at the, at the spot it's going to happen. Yeah, it's pretty cool that local guy. His name's Andy. We met him at a uh, local big boy restaurant. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> And he said, you guys look like you're not from around here. And we all, <laughs> all got our KISS gear on, of course. And uh, we met him back in his car, and he gave us each one of those original flyers that KISS threw out of the helicopter when they left. Wow. Cool. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, obviously, we've been talking about a lot of the things that are coming up, um, lots of fun gigs, things like that. We talked to Ira earlier about the event he's got coming up. Talk to us about how you're involved with that. I am going to be playing with, uh, you know, Kiss Resurrection, and uh, we're sharing the bill with, uh, I think, Sin City Kiss. So it should be a lot of fun. Those guys do more of a Kiss Today, I believe. And from what I understand, and uh, I opted to play uh, Kiss Alive front to back. Nice. So we don't have any overlapping songs that would be played the same, you know? Fantastic. Hey, Kenny fucking Bagley said, oh, watch oh, now. Well, Kenny Bagley said, <laughs> Kenny Bagley says hi. Oh, Kenny, how are you? <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you what, that was our cat man on the street report. We got to wrap up the <laughs> show like here. Just like the real cat man. Just like the real cat man. Thanks, thanks, Dave, for calling in. We really appreciate right. it. Break out the Brooklyn. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Talk pal. See ya. Bye. And that was our Catman on the Street Report. Our Catman on the Street Report from here on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. 
you know, hey, look, if anybody gets offended by a couple of swear words, you're in the wrong place. But uh, I now I got to yell at myself. So it's uh, so I'll um, tell you what, we're gonna probably we got to wrap it up because we got a new show coming in called The Right Tone with Antonio. So any last minute, uh, any oh, tornado minute? report just came across oh, no. in the hey, area. Rocky like a hurricane. <laughs> you know what, Matt? I'd like to say it has been a, a great year for the Kiss Room. Look, let's take a quick look back. We had the Rock and Roll Over show last year. You had J.R. Smalling come in, the photographers, the Live 75 show, Almost Human, uh, Chris's band coming up in December. It's just a great community, and you really provide a great source. Yeah, for thank us. you, Matt. I, you know, it's hey, really, look, I have a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, you know, we talk about that where, when J.R. was in the show. You wanted the best, and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt. Porter! I mean, hey, look, I love that. So, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to wrap it up. So, we're going to all go see your gig. Yes, yep. October 24th. Be there. Havana in New Hope. Where can we go to find out more? Uh, rockandrollkiss.com. We're going to wrap that up. Bobby, we had a great time oh, with man. Harem. We're back next month, Matt. I'll tell you, that was maybe the most fun thing right before the Kiss Room. We've never had that many listeners except for when it was Madison's Music Explosion. You know, because, hey, look, it's always fun. So we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to roll it in. I'm going to give the last word, obviously, to our friend Ken Mills, who is going to tell us about all of our friends that we like our podcast. Tune in again next month. Go to thekissroom.com. Hopefully you're listening to this live or on the replay. Either way, I'm glad you're listening. Love you, people. Here's Ken. Stay tuned to Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Check out these ads from the following shows. We are proud to call them the friends of the Podkiss Network. We are one. We're a scene, man. That's right, Kiss Army. We're having a rock and roll party, and you are invited. Tune into the Strange Ways Kiss Podcast and hang out with your Kiss Army brothers, Jody Havnock, Clinton Harris, and D Rock. Join us where we celebrate and discuss the gods of thunder. That's Strange Ways Kiss Podcast. You can find us on Facebook or Podomatic.com. We'll see you there. History Science Theater, the most civilized. Yeah. Oh, f- Oh, f**k, <laughs> Come on. Respectful. Just imagine Gene with like, like a, with like a washtub bass. Boom, 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 boom. And serious. No, wait. Excuse me, Bob. You're going to come over and do my album. <laughs> Kiss Podcast on the web. History Science Theory. We bust balls because we care. Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... Then you'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll and it's always free. Podcast Rock City. What's up, everybody? This is Joe from Podcast Rock City, where every week me and my crew will bring you the Kiss News of the Week. Look at us as kind of a Kiss version of Meet the Press, your source for Kiss News every week. We're on iTunes, Podomatic, Twitter, and Facebook. 
All right, Kiss Army. Since 2007, you've been getting podcast, the Kiss Audio fanzine for your ears. That's right, it's your podcast. Every month, the podcast crew, along with the Kiss Room, brings you Kiss Talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great Kiss fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to Podkiss. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Podkiss. The Podkiss, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears. Hello, hello, this is Robin Zander from Cheap Trick, and you're listening to Cheap Talk. It's time for some Cheap Talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. Their mommy's all right, their daddies are all right, they just seem a little weird. They even got their KISS records out. This is Ken from the Podkiss. Join me, Matt, Andrew, and BJ as we talk about four great guys and three great chords. Cheap Trick. If you're a KISS fan, chances are you've checked them out. So please check out our show, Cheap Talk with Trick Chat, available for now in the Podkiss feed. Keep Cheap Trickin'. You have been one hell of an audience tonight. Why don't you give yourselves a round of applause? I'll tell you something. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now, naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you! Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio. last minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations no but i will say something to anybody out there that's you know the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for don't think it's so weird maybe someday somebody lets you give you the chance to make a living out of it you just stick to it you'd be weird 